the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you've grown up in the church, or at least have been a Christian for most of your life, you know that we can go through seasons of spiritual intensity or spiritual malaise. Not to worry, this is a normal thing and we should not beat ourselves up when we go through a dry season. In fact, the desert fathers and mothers who were monks in Egypt in the early church wrote that it is in the times of dryness that deep spiritual change and growth occurs. We tend to, we decide, when we decide or make a change, when we decide to make a change about getting serious about our spiritual life and our disciplines, we tend to go in extremes in a certain direction because we told ourselves that what we're currently doing is not working. This is also common when we commit to a new regimen of exercise or eating healthy. We tell ourselves that a, a diet of nothing but bacon is nutritious because this person we never met on the internet lost 100 pounds eating nothing but bacon. The most common extreme in the spiritual life is to focus on the spiritual. Sounds right. But we do this at the expense of the physical. Somehow we've inherited a belief that, is anti that we think that the spiritual is at odds with the physical, and that if we cared for physical things and physical pleasures, we somehow are being non-spiritual people. Now this belief in the early church was called Gnosticism, and it was considered a rank heresy. That means it was considered really bad. It led to conclusions such as the claim that Jesus either really didn't have a body because he was just really spiritual, therefore he was never really born, never really died, and never really rose. Because why would he rise again just to be trapped in a physical body? This morning's Gospel from Mark focuses on the compassion of Jesus Christ in his holistic or total care for the deaf and mute man's physical and spiritual needs. It is a miracle narrative, and most of the, the books and sermons written on this Gospel focus on the fact that Jesus displays his power as Messiah, and therefore people recognize that he is the Messiah, the Son of God. And this is all true. As the book of Isaiah tells us, quote, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. But aside from the, the primary point of Jesus as the Messiah, there are some secondary takeaways that I want to focus on this morning from the Gospel. Three things. First, that Jesus and Christianity embraces both the physical and the spiritual world. The compassionate nature of Jesus towards individuals and the ability to see and hear what God is doing. So one, Christianity embraces both the physical and spiritual. Two, the compassionate nature of Jesus. And three, the ability to see and hear what God is doing. The concern that Jesus had for this man's physical infirmities shows us that Jesus cared for his whole person. He not only came to save souls, but to redeem people both in body and soul. There is something to be learned here because we so easily fall into the error of separating the two when it comes to mission. We sometimes think that our faith is only concerned with the spiritual 
and what happens to our bodies does not matter as much. Let us eat and drink, for tomorrow we die, we subconsciously tell ourselves. This is the mistake of those who want to help uh, you know, missionaries or aid workers that want to save someone's soul. Well, that person needs salvation of the soul, but today they also need clean water, food, and shelter, and healthy relationships. The other extreme is the person who only sees physical poverty, only sees the physical. They want to heal the sick and the poor, but often miss the inner emotional and spiritual pain, which is not so obvious. So as Christians, we embrace the spiritual world and the physical world, the inner and outer pain that is reflected not only in the miracles of Jesus, but also in the experience of the sacraments in the church. So how do we minister to others in order to show them compassion in their whole being? We do this by embracing the reality that poverty and sickness can be spiritual, emotional, and physical. In the book, Walking with the Poor, Fuller Professor Bryant Myers uh, conducted large-scale interviews with those who suffer in the third world. Bishop Scarlett quoted this a couple years ago, and the staff read it. And uh, the professor discovered that in the third world, the poor, their understanding of their own poverty was not primarily physical. It was that they felt a great sense of loneliness and brokenness. I would imagine that the inability to hear or speak, such as the man from this morning's gospel, would create a sense of isolation, loneliness, and helplessness. The man Jesus healed in today's gospel was not simply a man that was physically disabled, and the miracle was not simply a miracle of physical healing. Think about when you are sick and all the emotional and spiritual pain that surrounds that sickness. They go hand in hand. When Jesus heals this man, he does all seemingly sorts of odd things to the man. But the first thing he does is he pulls the man away from the crowd. Remember from other gospel narratives, anytime Jesus is speaking, or anytime he really appears in a gospel text, there's just a large crowd of people around him. So the first thing Jesus does is he pulls the man away from the crowds. He treats him like an individual, with all the respect and dignity that this man deserves. Jesus then proceeds to touch the man's ears and his tongue, and then takes his own saliva and puts it on the man's tongue. We're thinking, this is gross. And it might sound like the incantations of a, a miracle worker or a soothsayer. But as writer and pastor Tim Keller notes, in all of Jesus' previous miracles, such as the calming of the storm or the healing of the Syrophoenician woman's daughter, the miracles happen instantly without any incantations or prayers. So what is Jesus doing when he touches the man's face in the gospel? He does not make a spectacle of the man, but he touches the man for the man's sake, and the healing takes place in private. Because this man was deaf, he could not properly use his tongue, and he must have been mocked and despised in public settings his entire life. So instead of making a scene, Jesus gives this man space to experience whole body healing. The physical gift of touch was part of his salvation. The image of Jesus is one that we need to meditate on, this image, so we can more properly interact with those who hurt around us. Lastly, the physical experience 
of the ears being opened and the tongue being loosed do point us to many realities. This man could finally have a fuller life, experience things in this life that he could never have experienced before, but it also points us to deeper realities that Jesus often talks about in the Gospels. You notice that in many parables, particularly the sower and the seed, it ends with each stanza, let him who has an ear to hear, let him hear. Or you also see, uh, him who has eyes to see, let him see. This implies that not all have the ears to hear or the eyes to see what God is doing in their lives and in the world. The question is for us, again, how do we develop ears to hear and eyes to see? First, we need to listen and we need to look what is going on around us. We need to develop a sense of spiritual discernment by exercising spiritual disciplines that God has given us. Now, unless you think I'm erring on the, on the spiritual again here, to properly uh, make best use of our spiritual disciplines, we need to have the physical abilities to do so. If we want to study or read a book, we need healthy eyes to, to see the text. We need the energy to, to take part in these practices. So we are embodied beings. We are Born in a, we were born with a body. Jesus gave us a body, and that means that it's good and it matters. We would not expect proficient baseball players or basketball players or whatever your sport may be to just be able to come up to the bat and hit the ball without some daily practices or rituals, even small, that help them perform in their task. The baseball player who hits that home run has hit wiffle balls off a tee day in and day out. We need to develop spiritual disciplines, however minor they may be, that can prepare us to interact with those around us and to be able to give them what they need in their circumstance, like Jesus with the man who is both deaf and blind. And to see what God is doing in the world, we must immerse ourselves in the things of God. So this morning, as we come to the Lord's table, it's a perfect image of spiritual and physical coming together. We feed on Christ in the sacraments of bread and wine. Bread and wine in the natural world really do feed us, and the sacraments really do feed us in our souls. Same thing with baptism. All of the sacraments has a physical and spiritual component. We're baptized with water because water is an element that washes. And this morning, we will pray for healing at the end of the service, and I just wanted to make a brief note on that. When we pray for healing, we, we touch people. We use elements, we use oil, and we physically touch people. It's a, it, you know, the pain is, is physical and spiritual, so when we, we lay hands on people, we touch them, and we pray for healing. And sometimes people say, well, healing doesn't work. What's going on in unction? And when we pray, at the altar for healing, what we're doing is we're offering up ourselves to God in a particular way. As we say each Sunday in the liturgy, we offer ourselves, our souls, and our bodies. So this morning when we come up for unction, we're offering up our pain to God, whether it's spiritual or physical. And that's really happening right now, whether someone is healed immediately or in the kingdom of God. So remember that our lives that Jesus has given us are to be valued both in our spiritual realm and in our bodies. 
so that one day we may forever dwell with Christ in the body. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen.